Okay, I do a really quick audio podcast. I'm going to explain some things. First of all, this is not a bashing of my parents, so anybody who thinks, well, she shouldn't say the things she should about her parents on her podcast. I have a lot of people questioning, it's the truth, is why my parents have not helped me get out of this house. When it's safety hazard, it's full of water. Everybody sees the photos and videos of the roof. The ductwork is taken on water. The fireplace, this is a picture of the fireplace. I had to literally tape the thing off again. It took three weeks to dry that thing out. Um, the roofers even said, you got so much water in your attic from the roof. Um, I have a fan that goes into the kitchen. I'm like, why do I hear wind? <clears throat> Looked at the, <clears throat> excuse me, a flashlight. And part of the cover of the fan, I guess, on top of the roof ripped off. I'm not sure. Um, this is just a million reasons why I need to get out of the house. My parents are fully aware of the condition of this house. I'm going to say this as my therapist said a million times over. I cannot, no one can, reiterate the importance of them helping you because you're their daughter. We can't force our parents to see what they don't want to see or help what they don't want to help. Um, my mom says she doesn't want to end up homeless. She thinks that she's going to end up having to foreclose on her house. I'm not sure why she feels the way she does. My dad does not want any bills. He wants to die with no bills in his name. Okay, I can't change that. That's their reasonings why they don't want to help. Um, everybody's entitled to their opinion, and that's what the great USA and the world in general. But I'm saying this is because I want people to understand I'm not staying in this house um, because I want to stay in this house. I'm doing everything I possibly can to get the hell out of this house. Last year, I had grant paperwork. That was the problem. We got into it as a family argument and somebody else in the family because they weren't taking the time to let me finish that it was grant paperwork to help with down payment and money towards a new home since I was going in by myself solo on a mortgage. They thought it was a mortgage paper. It wasn't. It was grant paperwork. People who work with different organizations with grants for people with disability, um, federal permit disability, understand how the grant paperwork works. You have to have an ex-can signature. I didn't even get finished the conversation. Everybody just started arguing. And then somebody else in the family chimed in, and they didn't even understand what I was saying. I had explained, and then it was like, oh, well, I didn't know that. Well, I don't know. I can't speak for them why they don't want help. Okay, I'm showing people what I'm dealing with. This is my life, and this is my journey. These are facts. I have a right to share my journey. It's not bashing. If anything, it's part of my journey. Um, I know where I'm at in my life now. It's part of my journey. I'm not going to stop podcasting um, my life and my journey. You know? But this is not bashing or anything. I'm trying to explain to people, my parents don't want to help, okay? It doesn't make it right, but I can't change them, and neither can a therapist or anybody else. Um, there are other people that's in the family that got help with a house or properties. Um, I don't know, you know? It's not enough for argument or argumentative. It's frustrating, yes. Um, it's a podcast emotional, well, yeah. I'm stressed out. I'm sick as F. I'm not feeling well. My body cannot adjust to this constant change. Your immune system helps control, as my hospital specialist said, the changes in the climate and that. When you don't have that buildup and powerful immune system, it's really hard for people like you to adjust to climate change because your body's constantly changing. It makes you feel miserable. All the pills are making me feel miserable. The side effects of the pills are making me miserable. Okay? I'm going to do what I got to do to get the hell out of this house, period. Um, this house is not good. I mean, now I literally am like, okay, now I got the fan in the kitchen and 
of course, I was like, I knew the fireplace was going to end up taking on water. There's a lot of rain, but the thing is, the roof is done. And of course, water back in the fireplace. And I sleep in the living room. Wouldn't matter where I sleep in this house. There's water getting into between the ductwork, the foundation. And it wasn't just one contractor. It's multiple. Um, I know Eric as well doesn't want to take a major hit on this house selling it. But if we continue fiddly-dilling around and not get this house sold, we're both going to lose out. Um, you can have disagreements and whatever and your marriage fails, but one thing you have to worry about is finances and if something's in your favor. I have a county assigned attorney since I'm on fixed income. And um, if it wasn't for somebody else helping me out to understand, listen, you know, people who are on disability have a right to an attorney to represent them. Um, and these attorneys are assigned and they help people like you. And I got assigned attorney. I've already talked to him twice. This is the truth, so help me God. And as he said, it is not in your best interest right now or Eric's to file for divorce. Because financially, we have a house we need to sell. And I think you know that as well as I do. Those proceeds from that house, you're going to make some money off of the house. But let's not continue to let the house just undo itself of all the work you've done. And I literally had all my receipts and everything, and I showed them. I mean, literally, it's over $50,000 we put in this house. And it's not a joke, over $50,000. He said, do you have a realtor already? I said, yeah, I'm using the same realtor I worked with last year with Colwell Banker. And he said, okay, well, that's good. Um, but here's the thing, is you have to get rid of this house and sell it because this thing's going to literally, especially with climate change and storms of that, it's already in a fragile state. Um, and it's something I have to work with, Eric. You know, we've been working on, and we have to work together. You have to put all the whatever aside and have to look at finances. It benefits, as he said, both of you. I don't feel as prior attorneys in a position to file for divorce or anything yet because financially we need to get rid of this house and we need to stay married as such until we get rid of this house because if not, that's a great financial loss on both ends. You know, it's nothing to do with my health where I'm at in state of mind is getting rid of this house. Um, I shared the videos and what I did and my frustration towards my parents because, by God, I'm their daughter. They should want to help me no matter what. But maybe I'm in a different, see the world in a different set of eyes. You know, as a therapist said, you see the world differently than most people, you know. Um, you'll go to bat for your animals, you know. You'll put your life on line for animals, right. But everybody's different. They view their children different. They view pets different. Everybody's different, you know. You go for the gusto. That's how I am. Unconditional without boundaries, you know, no limitations. I get frustrated with my parents. Um, I can't change them. I just don't argue with family anymore. I remove myself. Um, and I have because I have to be selfish at this time and point in my life and take care of myself and my fur kids. But uh, me and Eric, you know, we, we agree we have to sell this house. We have to do what we have to do because he's going to lose as much money as I do. We both lose. And that's one thing we both agree with the attorney. This attorney is looking at things differently. He's looking at the financial side of it, which is there is <clears throat> a great asset in this house. Um, as he said, you need to sell it as is. I said, no, we're not. I don't care what kind of inspection anybody gets. We're not putting any more money in the house. And he wholeheartedly agreed. As he said, you were smart to keep all the receipts. I mean, all the additions, the new windows, you had new Hot water tank twice, roof repairs, everything. It shows all the money it was put in this house. You can tell the before and after pictures that you did a lot of work. Even as you said, drainage rock and that, that's thousands of dollars you put in. But you don't want to let it go to everything undoes itself. 
And then he said, you really lose money. <clears throat> and he agreed, if you sell the house, you have the proceeds half. It splits in half. Okay, then we can proceed, proceed with divorce and things like that. All right, we're in a different part, but it's going to be expensive. Regardless with divorce, when you're disabled, it's not as cheap as someone not going in with a disability. But right now, as you said, our focus primary is getting this house and figuring out how we're going to do this because we need to sell this house. And I agree. Um, I completely agree with everything he says. You have to put your differences aside. It doesn't matter if you hate or dislike someone or whatever. You know, sometimes we have to look past emotion and look at the logical side, reasoning and financial side, you know, and, and what benefits, you know, everyone. And this house is not benefiting anyone, as he said. It's making you feel at mercy on your parents. You feel like you're, I feel like I'm being choked. I do. I feel like I'm like at my mercy. I have to beg and plead my parents, please help, please help, please help. And I realize I look, I mean, it makes you feel desperate. I don't like the way I feel. I shouldn't have to feel that way. I should be able to rely on my parents, the very first people in my life. And unfortunately, it's the truth. I can't. I can't force them to see and understand. And that's any parent of parents. I'm sorry, but that's life. You know, but you don't waste your energy arguing that. I used to do that. I don't do that anymore. I'm just in a different phase of life. Um, but when I was talking to the attorney, I said, you know, the thing is for me to move back to Ohio, um, because of, you know, with the, um, ballot and things like that, and with mer medical marijuana and, um, things like that, there's other ways and means with palliative comfort care and that, um, to be able to get me better under control with the pain. And I know my specialist oncology and hospital specialist palliative care agree, um, I'm familiar with Ohio because I was born and raised. Taxes are a lot cheaper. So it would be a position to look in Ohio, which I had decided. Um, and then when I'm ready to proceed with Oregon, I'm in that process with the paperwork right now. It's a lot of paperwork. Uh, it's not to be taken lightly. And you have to be a sound mind. Um, you can't, as they said, wait till last minute. A lot of people do, and they don't get approved, and they're not allowed to proceed ahead with DWD, with this death with dignity, no matter what state you're in, because they get to that point where they're not a sound mind, and they're just under so much that they can't make decisions for themselves. Then we cannot, you know, give you that option, which is a choice. I'm sorry for people who don't like to talk about it. Um, I'm sorry. It's part of life. Death is part of life. I'm just in a different phase. I've been through a lot. I've been in that circle with my medical stuff my whole life. I've said it many times. I've gotten that glimpse of hope and a break throughout my life, but I was always back to some kind of medical struggle and it all tied together in the end. Revision last year um, showed the rest of the missing medical records, which were puzzle pieces for my specialists, which were as an infant and a newborn, right out of jump with an autoimmune um, problem. And it was acquired as they said, in mother's wound. Um, and it was lupus. And they picked this up because I had a hematologist in Ohio that did some um, not normal blood work, but found I had the lupus gene. And as he said, you were born with this. Now, this thing can turn over any time. The thing is, is it did. So I had lupus from jump. So it was all just a decline of crazy things my body was doing that's not normal. Um... I dealt with it, and I fought, and I battled the best of my ability, but I was never where I'm at now um, under palliative hospital care and that. And medicine that's being used now are some of the medicine that hospice uses, and we're still having a hard damn time. My body not absorbing or breaking things down right, um, which makes for a horrible death. 
even if I went on hospice, is why I was trying to explain this the best I could. But you can't fully understand where I'm at, my point in my life or my shoes, unless you've been there. And I could never understand somebody else's unique situation. All we can do is listen and support and understand and take some lessons and wisdom. And the whole point of this podcast is to pass lessons and wisdom. It's not about bashing. And over the years, I think people took it, uh, family matters is bashing. Or got too much into their head or their emotions. And took it to places where it shouldn't have went. Um, and that's the truth. And that just caused further problems. We don't do that. Um, as adults, if we can't adult and sit down and work our differences, then we need to, as my therapist said, we need to just remove ourselves from each other. You know? And be at a distance. And sometimes that's permanent. But you can't afford... Uh, you can't force, as he says, someone else to adult with you if they don't want to adult. You just remove yourself. You don't argue. But I don't have that energy. I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not arguing with anybody or family. <clears throat> but uh, the next week, proceed ahead. Um, and I had talked to Eric um, today regarding what the attorney said, which he wholeheartedly agrees. We have to communicate when it comes to the house because it's in both our names. And we have to make the best decisions, and that's the truth. And I'm continuing to proceed ahead with paperwork. And the paperwork I got today, I was—I knew that wasn't right about next to Ken because I thought, well, what if people don't have family at all, or maybe if they had next to Ken and they passed away, or you know, or you're completely estranged, or you have nothing to do with your family, or you know, the person I spoke to. Excuse me, wasn't 100% correct, I was told, but I received the paperwork, and now I, it's like, now I understand. But it's, this is a process. It's my decision. I always said I won't, I will not die uh, struggling. I won't say suffering, struggling. But um, the request for medication for DWD, and it basically is screenshot this. Um, you can initial one. I've informed my family of my decision and taken their opinions in consideration. Or I've decided not to inform my family of my decision. Or I have no family to inform of my decision. This completely just answered, as they said, this will answer that question. You may have, they may have been going through everything at once on the phone and maybe confused you or maybe misinterpreted a few things on forms. But this is the form and this is, you don't have to um, let anybody know. Um, and you can have whoever you want with you, and that's the truth. But I'm focused on that. But I'm also focused of, let's face it, I don't want to end up pneumonia in a house that everyone and their brother and mother, sister and cousin know is done. <laughs> Taking on water. Let somebody else buy the house, as attorney said, and if they want to put that money in and overhaul the, overhaul the house, or may have somebody, a contractor, that's going to overhaul the house. You know, if there's good structural bones left still, people will do that. But when you're spending over $50,000 in, in a mere, what, six, seven years we lived here, as you said, enough's enough. Now you're going right back again. Everything you fixed, you're doing all over again. As you said, it's, it's done. But the water problem, you know, as today, um, this was this attorney that I talked to and met twice now. It was before today happened. So now I have like the whole side of the entire wall of the basement. I used everything that my friend Tom, who's a home builder, family business in Nashville, told me to use, and it still didn't work. Screenshots were of friends, um, people I met, and um, like I said, good people, good souls. I have more friends and people I met now than over, I mean, I don't know how long. 
um, because I always felt like when I was burned by people that should never have burned me or weren't supportive of me, it made me question society and not trust people. And if it wasn't for good, I mean, darn good trauma therapy, I wouldn't have realized and understood um, that you can't fault everybody when somebody or people hurt you. The closest people hurt you doesn't mean the world's like that. Not everybody's like that. But you've got to be vulnerable and open yourself up to allow the good people to come in. But I need to teach you through therapy of what to look out for and how to accept and allow yourself and know you deserve the best. And I've learned that. And I literally have every day, I feel like I'm connecting with new people, whether it's over Huskies or museums or politics or um, like a friend officer I met up in Michigan. And we connect over, um, like today, we're connecting over because all the storms he's dealing with and the stuff I'm dealing with and the wall still standing in the back. And uh, as he said, we're getting to know each other now. He said, but I could already tell from you and talking on the phone earlier is you're not one to give up. You will beat down the house before you allow it to beat you down. And I said, well, that's been me in a nutshell my whole life. Um, but I've been a straight shooter about my health. I don't feel like I need to hide that when you're meeting new people um, and acquaintances become friends. I more so feel that way towards uh, relations and things like that. That's where I feel like I don't need to be 100% because that could really scare somebody off. Go talking about DWD, death with dignity, somebody you just meet, I mean, that's going to make anybody run like hell. Unless they've been in that situation or they've gone through a lot of loss or they've been around people in their family um, or a spouse or something they were married to that went through that in their life. That's understandable. I'm not the same person I was just a year ago. I realized how much I've grown and evolved. Sometimes I'll remove podcasts because something will trigger me of emotion and I'll realize, oh, okay, I did that podcast out of emotion. It's my therapist. I need to delete it. Um, he does have access to podcasts or some things he requested that I remove. Um, as he said, I can't force you, but I just request, and I'll tell you why, so you can look at my perspective on it, that you're not being threatened or cornered or mob-like behavior. I'm telling you just as, as a third party. That, when you present that to me in that way, and not in a threatening way, like I've been before by people, People closest to me should have ever done that. Put me through, I mean, the mud and back. Hell and back a million times ever while I'm sick. While I'm going through oncology treatments. While I'm recovering. He presents it to wear in a whole nother light. As he said, I'm not coming in hot. And we laugh, but he said, I'm not coming mob-like either. I'm just telling you, looking at it differently. But there's some things, as he said, you need to stick by your word and you need to not remove. Because don't be feared. Because I got your back. And many, many people do too now. now. We're not in the same position we were, as he said, years ago. This is a different part of life. You're talking about your journey. But um, it's just a, you know, I don't want any additional stress. I don't want any anxiety. Because I'm realizing with your health is my situation is very delicate and I can't have that. Um. Am I disappointed my parents have not taken things seriously? Do I feel like they should help me more as a daughter? Yes. If I was a son, do I feel they should help me just as much? Um, I'm not trying to be um, prejudiced or something to men, but no, I don't think so. Men can do a lot more. Um, if someone was a male, a son, and they were in the same medical shoes as myself, 
would I expect the same type of support? Yes. In that situation, yes. Um, because medical ailments in that don't discriminate against race or age or if someone's a male or female. And yes, I would expect that. But I can't change their decision. All I could do is share what I'm dealing with. And it was never a joke. And this house is a mess. Someone, as I was told by attorney realtor, will buy this house. Most likely that someone will probably be a contractor or have experience, as Tom says, somebody's a home builder. If it's got good bones and they know what to do and they see what needs to be done, they'll come in and they'll get it done probably in a couple of months. They'll have the helping hands and they'll flip it. Um, majority of my friends believe somebody's going to end up buying this house and flipping it and reselling it, reselling it because it's a good, you know, market to be doing that. Or as, um, one of my close friends said, it would be smart is to flip the house and put as a rental. If someone has multiple properties and they're a, um, landlord is pretty much what you're looking at, you know, because you're in an area where there's a lot of things that are attainable too, easy to drive to, you know, you're around a lot of casinos, there's entertainment. Um, you're kind of away from the beaten path and the high traffic area. You know, you got a lot of wildlife, you got nature, you got favorable things, you got two garages, you know, there's things that people like. Um, although there are structural issues, they're going to have to deal with foundation issues, they're going to have to deal with, they're going to have to replace the whole roof. But, you know, as she said, you get somebody in there as a contractor or a home builder or whatever, they're going to just go in there like it's, you know, easy peasy and get the help. You know, I just don't have that help. And it's not healthy for me to continue living in this house. So, uh, you know, like I said, I had talked to Eric and I agree with the attorney. You have to put the differences aside. Put all your emotions aside and you guys got to think about financially you know, the money that's invested in this house. And let's get this thing going. Let's see where we're at. Let's go back to the banks. Let's go back to mortgage. Let's see where we're at. Because as you said, it benefits both of you. And if you don't act on it now, like you said, housing market, active housing market's right around the corner. You're going to lose money. You're going to lose a lot. But I don't want to end up losing my health and my life and get pneumonia in a house that's taken on water. Um, it's past the point of being fixed. And too many contractors have already said it. I didn't need a friend who's a home builder, you know, a family business building homes to tell me that you need to get out of there. You know, I think today was enough to see all the water between the fan and the kitchen and the fireplace again. And that was already dried out. And I didn't even want, I don't even want to open the attic door. I would never do it because I'm sure there's water back in the attic. Can't keep doing this. It's going in circles and it's insanity. It's insane. You know? You have to find ways to get the hell out of that circle. But um, when it comes to choices in my life, like I said, I'll make those decisions. If it wasn't for a specialist of mine and my therapist to piggyback on it and say there's an option for you, they have non-residents that pass their law in Oregon. It allows people like yourself and so many other patients that don't want to struggle and who have problems with getting the pain under control because your body's just not breaking it down, absorbing it right, and we're adding and adding and adding and adding. And who the hell wants to go down like that? I sure the hell don't, and nobody else I know would want to either. It allows me to do it in a dignified manner with medical professionals and people that'll be there, and I can be comfortable and not prolong to where I get to that point and I'm not coherent and I'm not able to get on that plane. And I promised myself, avowed to myself, I'm not going to get to that point. But this house is number one priority. And I think anybody who listens to this podcast and has followed my journey can agree after today. This house has got to go. It's got to go. And um, it's sold as is. Because when it comes to putting more money in this house, 
over $50,000 in receipts, let's just say enough is enough. Um, can't keep going in the same cycle because after a while, it's just nothing but sheer insanity.